This is Ibrox. <laughs> Hello and welcome to your first edition of the This is Ibrox Ranger podcast. It's your first one now that we are champions and of course we do indeed go for this season a 56th league championship title. I'm very happy to be back and we've moved out some of the old furniture, Tommy, and um, we're back with a brand new squad and lots of new voices and, and faces, names that we'll introduce over the coming weeks. As always, this Ibrox podcast is brought to you by Triple H Mortgages, the one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. You can contact them as early as you can on 01453 887179. You can reach them via email, hello at hhhmortgages.com. You can get them on their company website, which is treblehmortgages.com, and similarly on Facebook, Triple H Mortgages. For anyone listening to this Ibrox Rangers podcast, you call them and mention my name and in just general, you're listening to all the good content that we're throwing out absolutely free of charge every single week. Um, they will look after you very well indeed. So as I say, we're back. Long summer, enjoyable summer, but the business starts again and it starts now. We are very pleased to introduce three new guests um, to the team this week and we'll go through them one by one. I'm really pleased to announce Cameron Fulton's joined us. Hi Cammy, how are you? All good, mate. I'm good to get back to the, the stadium over the weekend and looking forward to the season ahead. I think it's going to be a good one. Welcome to the team. Welcome to the team. Uh, happy to be here, mate. Dylan Brand joins us as well. Hi, Dylan. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm happy to be on the podcast and I'm looking forward to the season already. Good man. Andrew Anderson joins us as well and he makes up a fabulous foursome this week. Hi, Andy. How are you? Very well, thanks. Very well indeed, Scott. Happy to be, happy to be involved. So this week we're going to talk about uh, what is effectively, I mean, we have to say, a, a great start to the season for Rangers. At the, the start of which can be a really pivotal week, not just for this season, but I think for the future for us in general. Um, so we, we are going to speak about Malmo in a wee while. We'll, we'll speak about a player who I think is going to be really important right in the middle of the pod. But first, Cameron, we will we'll, we'll come straight to you. Um, you were at the game on Saturday, back into the ground, back in with the Bears. Tell us about it. Amazing, mate. I've been so, so fortunate. Um, I was at the Brighton Real Madrid and um, Livy game, so you wait, a, you wait about a year and a half to get in the stadium. You're there three times in a week, so it was, it was unreal. Um, sitting in every other seat apart from my season book seat. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah, in every yeah. other stand, quite literally. But um, no, amazing to be back. Back to league business. Amazing to be back and welcome, like you're saying, the team is the champions. It was hearing that simple the best and the first sort of like drumbeat of simple yeah, the best. Yeah, absolutely. And the announcer said, welcome the champions. It did, you, you would need to be a bit made of stone if you didn't have a wee mist in your eye. Um, <laughs> I was blaming that in the hay fever, but no, it was good. <laughs> um, amazing to be back, really controlled performance. Nothing to obviously shout at home about. You weren't raving about the play, but it was nice, controlled. It was content. You didn't get out of third gear. Got up the road with the three points and hopefully on the road to another successful season. You can't ask for any more. Andrew, one thing that I thought was a really nice touch that came direct from from David Martindale and, and the Livingston people was was the the sort of guard of honour as 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 the guys came out. Really nice touch and a, a nice way to start the season, wasn't it? Totally agree, Scott. Totally agree on that. I did wonder. Um, I'm a great believer in following the rules, and but I received the email on a Friday night saying get there for between twelve and ten past twelve. I did. <laughs> so I had a good hour and a half in the in the ground alone. Did take all in. Really, <laughs> 
I was, I was in as early as you could be. <laughs> One, being excited, but two, because it, it was the rules in the email. Yep. So I, I had a good, a good uh, think about it. I wonder, if, I wonder if they did. I wonder if they, they would. And they did. And I thought it was fantastic. It was a really, really nice touch. And as Cammy said there, the minute that team walked out, it was back to being five years old with your dad again. That's exactly <laughs> what I mean. Even prior to that, when you walk up the stairs and you see the pitch after a year and a half. Mm-hmm. That was my first game back. I never got to the, the, the friendlies or anything like that. Yeah. Um, that was my first game back. And, you know, some really good memories. It brought back like being five years old again. It was fantastic. And a great match from Livingston, as you say, Scotland. Dylan, I want to come to you about um, first goal, Yanis Hadji. Uh, looked really sharp, I thought, from the get-go. Took his goal really well and then obviously got nailed and, and we lost him for the remainder of the game. Um, big season for him. Had our most assists last season. Um, for the 20 minutes or so that we saw him, he, he looks like he's ready to go this year, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he looks sharp. I mean, I'm a big Giannis Hadji fan, really, I think. Last season had a good, had a good season last season. Let's not forget that. Um, I think... I feel like he can still go up a few gears and he certainly looked like that during the game and I went up entered. Um Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the thing with Giannis Hadji is he's quite inconsistent during a game, so he might not seem like he's doing a lot during it, but it's just like that one pass, that one bit of skill, you know. Yeah. And of course, like the first goal, so yeah, quite exciting. Hopefully, he'll be fit Tuesday night. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron, I, I thought that that generally the Gerard was quite lucky in the in the team that he picked because we we know that he's got a an array of riches to to go through this season. There's no two ways about that. There was a few eyebrows raised at guys like McLaughlin starting because he wasn't really involved a lot pre season. Mm-hmm. Um Bassey starting at left back perhaps ahead of um Barisic. Helander being nowhere to be seen, although I suspect similar to Bassey it's, uh, to Barisic because of his, his involvement in the Euros. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big squad, lots of quality in there. Um, it was ironic that it, it was it was Scott Wright that came on, who's just came down the road from Aberdeen last January, um, mm-hmm. with a real bit of quality to put us two nothing up in the second half, wasn't it? An unbelievable goal, um, really well taken. Great awareness by Tav. He totally knew what he was doing with that blind <laughs> Um Nah, it was a real moment of quality and something that I think Scott Wright, um, he's been quite open about in interviews, which I really like, who's setting his stall out saying, listen, I want to add numbers to my game. I'm here to make a difference. Yeah. I think I think yeah. he grew into the game. I think at the start, there was a couple of wayward passes, a couple of dribbles didn't work out. Totally understandable. It's his first time playing in front of a significant crowd at Ibrox. Um, you'll be nervous, no problems with that at all. And then when you do get that moments of quality, he knows how to dispatch the ball. So yeah. adding another sort of dimension here, attacking play is important. I think it's quite. I think Scott Wright might be similar to Hadji in a way because I, I agree with what Dylan said. I think Hadji, he's not a Stephen Davis. He's not involved in every moment. He's not involved in, um, you know, st- brilliant, brilliant passes that move us through the lines or anything. Like that, but he brings you the moment. You need. He gives yeah, you that yeah. clinical assist. He gets you that goal. I agree. I agree with Dylan. Like I think um, Hadji gets an unnecessary bad rap at times. I, I would have Hadji in my team every week. Every week yeah, I'd have yeah, him. Yeah. I know there's games where there's physicality and you, there's other players like Arfield and give a better job than that. But it's just those moments, and I think Scott Wright's going to be like that. And I think that on Saturday sort of um, proved that that um, when we really needed it because the game between the first goal and the second goal, it was a bit like just going through wow. the motions and there weren't like a lot of great chances. Ryan Kent had one where he sort of 
sort of went to pass it. It's a bugbear of mine. I, I like players just to lace the ball. It's one of my yeah. big, the, the shout that I say the most to my mates. It's like, just get through the ball, man. Just <laughs> the ball. Um, but that's probably why Ryan Ken's sitting there and I'm sitting here. But, um, but in answer to your question 20 minutes ago, I think I think he, he grew into the game and I think he's going to, I think he's going to do well and I'm, I'm excited by him. I'm excited yeah, by him. Yeah. He can show his, he's shown his commitment as well just with how much his body's changed over the last few months and that's including the summer as well. Packed on the muscle. He sounds committed. He's ready for it, and I am. Um, I'm on the Scott Wright bus. So we're going to come back to Scott Wright very, very shortly on the pod. Um, Andrew, I mentioned there about the the depth of of quality that that Stephen Gerrard has to select from this season. Hopefully, for for a good part of the season, we're going to be competing on on four separate um, competitions <clears throat> for silverware. Of course, there's always going to be a place for Stephen Davis in current form, isn't there? Hundred percent. I was going to mention him when you came to me next. Anyway, I, I watched Stephen Davis in awe every single time he plays football. Albeit last year it was on the couch. Even better <laughs> up in front there. Um, the amount of times where, uh, as Cammy said, between the first and second goal, I found there's a wee bit flat. And when the Rangers get a wee bit flat, I find it's not as if we get possession away a lot, but it happens more than it probably should at Ibrox. Every time we did, Davis was there. He was barraging. He was fighting back. He was back at left back. He was back in the just front of the, the front of Connor Goldson. Fantastic. He breaks everything down, wins the ball back, and passes it away. And it looks effortless. Absolutely effortless. For somebody who's a year and a half younger than me, to do that is <laughs> unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Unbe- it's unbelievable is what it is. So if you just a tight hammock, you can just get your boots out and then go and tell the boys. Well, that's, that's it. I often think I might just try that. Um, <laughs> but to see, to see him do it, he's just a master, an absolute master at it. Um, do you know, it's funny you say that because last season, I almost felt that we spent an inordinate amount of time discussing Stephen Davis mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. his performances were so consistent. He was so reliable. We went through that period of time where he was playing sort of Saturday midweek, Saturday midweek, and then he was going to wait to play with Northern Ireland and play mm-hmm. two games. Right. One, yeah. one of which he, he, he sort of won that record, um, that cap, yeah, 127 right. cap. I think he's up at now, something like that. An my, incredible my, footballer. It was my big, my big mate that I've got my season book with, my big mate Ross. It was his favourite shout of last season. It's just it's given me the fear how much we're playing Stephen Davis. It's given me the fear how much. <laughs> I felt exactly the same. Yeah, exactly right. the same. But it just doesn't break a sweat, man. Like, he doesn't makes... break down. He doesn't break right. down. It just Nothing seems to go wrong with him. He's not injury prone. He never seems to carry niggles over for a length of time. Yeah. And Which is surprising in the job that he does. Mm-hmm. The job that he does for him, he never catch a niggle or catch a bad one. It's, it's amazing. Because nobody gets near him. That's how you can't catch a niggle if nobody can catch you. <laughs> I, 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 but it's funny you say that. I think there's a lot of truth in that. I think what you've... You, Stephen Davis, I'm sure, will be the first to admit he's, he's not possessing fantastic pace. But what he will have in abundance is sort of pace in mind. He'll, he'll have, I always remember watching it. It was a, a documentary on Frank Lampard. And it was, it was studying what he'd done when he didn't have the ball. And the amount of time he's just making space and looking around him, awareness, checking where he is, making space for his colleagues, doing this, that, and the next thing. And it, it was incredible to watch him because he wasn't touching the ball, but he was doing things that was making a difference. And I think in Stephen Davis, 
we absolutely have that in spades. He's a, a wonderful footballer and to, to sort of get him back in the manner and just continue maintaining his fitness. Gerard's very, very complimentary of him as far as he's, he's low maintenance. You don't need to look after him. You know, he's going to rock up at the training centre. He's going to do his bit. He's going to be a good example for everyone around the club and he's going to disappear and he'll do it the following day. He's, he's a, a great person for us to have in and around our football club. And if, if anything, Scott, I think Scott, to cut you off, I think he gets better. I think he actually gets better as well. And I said yeah. numerous times to my dad and my friends last year, it's not a coincidence that a good few of our central midfield players had a fantastic season, a better, a better than expected season last, last year, and our manager was one of the best midfielders in the world. That's not a coincidence. No, it's not I, a coincidence. It can't be a coincidence. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. Dylan, I want to come to you. We've obviously, last season we saw... Borna Barisic effectively make left-back his own. The creation number one left-back was, was our left-back, and deservedly so. Um, he probably didn't have a huge amount of competition last year because the guy that probably is his number two is doing other bits and pieces. But Calvin Bassey has um, has reappeared during, during pre-season there and, and looked, I felt, really on it at the weekend. I was quite impressed with Calvin Bassey. Yeah, he does seem to have like a real good on-field attitude. Like he'll always chase down the ball. He'll always go for the cross. Um, I mean, I've seen it like a lot online about like you criticise Bassi's performance, but I didn't really see it. I mean, I we watched the game today, and yeah, just kept going for him. Yeah, like the final ball probably isn't as good as Borna Barisic, but okay, it's quite hard to beat as good as Borna Barisic. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yes, but um, no, he's, he's still quite young, so. Again, just development here and there, and you know he's quite a strong guy as well. That was he just doesn't he's got physicality to play in our week. Um, so even if he's just not as good as Borna Barisic, then I think he's still quite a useful squad player to have at least. I'll tell you, he's an absolute monster. So I, would, I wouldn't back a fight with him. Anything. Was, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if it showed you on the highlights, but there was quite a naughty kick out in like the dying embers of the game. Um, Shocking was, instant, wasn't it? Terrible. The, the Copeland Road end, and I was at the opposite. I was at um, Brimland Rear, and uh, Bassey just bounces up, man, and just oh, goes yeah. ready. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> I wouldn't be kicking him. Not a good move. I, I, I would suggest the boy Devlin's probably broke three of his toes as well doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, my um, my good lady, um, I, I said to him, before the game started, I said, this guy at left back is, is an absolute machine. I goes, wait until you see the size of his legs. And our oh, yeah. eyes absolutely lit up when Sky went for a <laughs> went for a close-up there. You know what I mean? Um, so she agreed, needless to say. <laughs> Dylan, I'm going to stay with you. I think last season we, we saw... Some good bits and some not-so bits of, of Kima Roof. Obviously, came off the bench and scored their third goal, um, mm-hmm. tapping to all intents and purposes. I wonder how important it is for Roof to maybe get a bit of momentum this season and getting a goal on, on day one can only be good for him. Yeah. Again, you know, last season, he was brilliant for us, I thought. I mean, I think when you look back, 4.55, he's definitely one of the key players for it. Yeah. I don't think there's any coincidence that we're able to win 55 was at him because it gives us like more options. It kind of takes less pressure off Morelos, definitely. Um, I think the... I mean, that's kind of what you say. The big thing for him is just to keep fit. And just with history, you know, he doesn't really... This injury is just catch up with him at some point. But I think if he's able to... I mean, let's see, here's the thing. If Ruth wasn't as injury injury prone 
as he is, then I don't think he'd be playing at this right now. I think he'd be playing Premier League easily. Yeah. Um, but I know he again. You know, he took his chance. He's got like a real good striker's instinct. Um, so yeah, it's really important if he's built that momentum. Is only ever going to be good thing for us. Andrew, the good thing about Roof for me is that he he obviously has that capability. He'll, he can play just off a striker, but he can play down either side as well. And I think the fact that we've now brought in guys like Sakala, Itton had a really good preseason. Um, I, my own personal thought is for Roof to, he really needs to make himself a first pick. And at the moment, I'm not sure he is a first pick as such. I don't know if there, if many of them are just now. You could pick out maybe the obvious ones, Tav, Golton, etc. But I think Roof is almost in that no man's land between perhaps being a definite, whereas now he's just kind of farting around underneath the definites, if you're with me. A hundred percent agree with you. A hundred percent agree. And it's not because of goals. He showed last year he could score goals. Yeah. And good goals at that. Um, is it because we have Morelos is better? Is it because of that? Is he better than Itton? That's the thing. He's got so many choices to choose from now. He's got Morelos, yeah. he's got Itton. As you say, Roof can play down, down both sides, as he did a couple of times last year. Yeah. Um, the, the goal against Celtic was just out of this world. The, the header. <laughs> um, was, that's what he can do. And as much as you said earlier on, it was a tap in on Saturday. He had to be there. He was aware. Mm-hmm. The awareness was there. He's Correct. very fast like that. I don't know what would they have to do to be a first pick. Probably the hardest question. I'd love to hear more folks' answers on that. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what he would have yeah. to do to be first pick. Well, really there you go. So I think he's a fantastic striker. Thanks, a great. Thanks, a really know. good question. So. Cameron, <laughs> no luck. <laughs> I think I think I think a one hundred percent fit Kemar Roof and uh, on form Kemar Roof needs to start. Mm. I think I think he needs to start. Who he starts with, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because a one hundred percent fit and on form Kent needs to start. Morelos the same, Hadji the same. <sighs> But uh, I think I think I think he would need to start on the the right. Obviously, get Sakala as well. See what he brings. Um, yeah. I think I think judging on last season, which of course you can't do with Sakala, it's unfair to do that on Itton. Judging on last season when he was fit um, and firing, it just, it just terrorised the league, man. He terrorised the league. He scores so many different goals. Yeah, 100%. He's very dangerous. He's probably the one player um, in the the team. I know it's a a strange sort of phrase, scores different goals, but he really, really does. Like, um, screamers, he's nicking in. That that, that goal at the weekend looks a tap-in, but see if you actually watch it, he's on the toes. I heard him maybe five players in that box. He's the least likely to get that ball. He shouldn't get that ball. Yeah. He's there and he's nicking it in. Um, so I think that if he stays fit, or what Dylan's saying is bang on, if, 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 he's no, that, if he doesn't have that record with injuries, he's not in this league. Yeah. He doesn't play here. Aye, that's a good point. But I think, I think that if he does stay fit miraculously for probably the first season of his life, um. I think I think he could be right in there with the Player of the Year um, discussion. I know it's mad first game of the season to be talking about that, but mm-hmm. a fully fit and um, on form Kemar Roof, I think, I think needs to start. So Cameron, before we move into the, the the sort of middle part of the pod, I just want to ask you about the two guys that came in for nothing 
incredibly for nothing, we have to say. Lundstrom <laughs> and Sakala, um, a lot of the supports, maybe it's their first opportunity to see these guys um, on, on Saturday afternoon. How did you think they fared in their debut in the league? Yeah, yeah I think uh, I think Sakala, um, it's difficult for Sakala uh, to get up to the pace of and the physicality of um, what defences and, and midfields most of the time in Scotland are like, right on top of you. He broke in behind a couple of times. He, you can show he, he was showing his enthusiasm and eagerness. He was creeping offside a couple of times. They were definitely offside. Um, so he's, he's eager to get in behind. His pace is frightening. Yeah, his pace yeah. is frightening. It's just it's just making sure he has the space to run in behind because they're camped in the in the box. Do you know what I mean? So he's no he's no right now. I mean, it can all change as it has done with Morelos. He's no got that Morelos instinct where he drops in to create the space and spin in behind. Certainly not got the physicality, Morelos. Who does for some days height? Yeah. Um, uh, do you know what I mean? That that big bum that he's got. Um, uh, but I see. I think it's going to be a great sign. And Lundstrom, he just adds so much class in the midfield, man. Yeah. I've yet to see him um, send a wayward pass. He's got such a great engine. Um, probably it would be an unpopular opinion. It's on top of myself, but I do think that he's Kamara's replacement. I've resigned myself to losing Kamara. Oh, yeah. You may be right. I'm afraid. I think that's why he's there. Um, I've sort of resigned myself to that one. Um, but I think he's a great signing. I think if he's not on a Bosman, I think you're talking, even taking into consideration how mental the prices are down south, you're talking about a £10 million player probably. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. John Lundstrom um, can get goals, goes box to box. He's like a nice hybrid between Davis and Kamara, I think. Only he can make mm-hmm. a goal or two. Um, yeah. But the downside of the Lundstrom deal, I think, is that I've, I've sort of resigned myself that Kamara's away. I'd be gutted if Glenn Kamara yeah. left. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me but too. I do think he's on the cards. He's an amazing cards. footballer, but I do think I do think he's the one that'd be most easily replaced. Glenn Kamara. Mm-hmm. You're with yeah, Sakala Lundstrom. Sakala Lundstrom as well. Like, I feel like it's like the first transfer window where there's not a pressure for them to hit the ground running, as yeah, it were. Exactly. Because, you know, obviously you've got, like, that 55, so there's not, like, that pressure for them to immediately, um, you know, start having to do the game, set the ground running, scoring the goals, getting assists. So I think, like, that will only benefit them in the long run, I feel. Mm-hmm, definitely. Plus, there's, no, there's, there's people to come in and replace if somebody, like Sakala, thought he was okay on Saturday. Um, and it's that old cliche, once he gets one, he will keep scoring. I quite, I quite yeah. believe that because he's so keen. He's so keen, so once he gets one, once he breaks, he's not, he will score. Um, but the reason they don't have to hit the ground running is because so much variety there. There's goals throughout the team, there's people that throughout the field. So it's not, it's not essential, is what I'm saying, Dylan, um, more than anything. So, yeah. Andrew, um, Cameron and Dylan have taken us quite, nice, quite nicely rather into the, sort of the next part of the pod. And I want to speak about, we've discussed the, the depth or the quality we've got, which we, we, we now know we have in abundance. Mm-hmm. We're very lucky. Um, Scott Wright came down from Aberdeen last January, and I think a, a, a large amount of the Rangers support, one or two probably raised their eyebrows a little bit at it, to be honest, wondering where he was going to play, how he would fit into the, the, the Steven Gerrard way of playing. Um, I think Cameron said that he, he's worked very, very, very hard since he arrived in Glasgow. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I wonder if he goes from being maybe a bit part periphery player um, to, to being a really a, a, a important member of the first team squad this season. What do you think? I totally agree. I think he is going to be a valuable member of the first team squad. 
Um, his pace, his ability. I, I felt the same. There's a lot of people, Scott, when he came down in January, which I think was a great idea. Giving him from January, albeit bit part, until yep. the summertime, yep. which is, is massive. And as Dylan said, they have a hitting the ground running. That, that then becomes irrelevant. Mostly because the league was tied up so early, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to do with it. Aye. Having him to do that and seeing what he can do, it's, and it's also probably helped to see what he looks like now. He looks mad. He looks like a machine now. Yeah. Um, and him running at you with his ability, his skill, and his pace, and his, his eye for goal, it's, mm-hmm. it's terrifying. The defence is absolutely terrifying. So all them put together is it's going to be a very integral part of this whole season. I'm quite sure of it. Um, whether it be off the bench, whether it be starting, that's not my decision. That's Stephen Gerrard's, thank God. <laughs> but I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters whether he starts in the first minute or he comes on in the 60. He'll give it everything he's got and he will get goals and he'll, he'll, he'll do well for the team. So he'll be an integral part of the team, in my opinion. Cameron, one of the things that I, I really liked about the goal that he took at the weekend um, was his, his, his general technique. He knew exactly what he was going to do. The minute Tavernier laid it off for him, um, he knew exactly what he was going to do. It took me back to a conversation that I, I had a conversation on um, the pod, and this is a shameless plug. Um, we interviewed uh, Guy Comendieta, and I was lucky enough to ask him about a goal that he scored for Valencia at the new Camp when um, I think it was Keely Gonzalez took a corner and he went about 20 yards out and Mendieta just pinged it straight in the top corner and he knew straight away, he spoke about how he knew when the, court, the ball was coming across from Gonzalez, he knew exactly what he was going to do, where the ball was going, etc, etc, etc. Scott Wright's goal, albeit perhaps on a smaller scale because of where it was in the box, his technique was absolutely spot on to get it through the players and as far away from the goalkeeper as possible. It was a great goal. Yeah, it was. And something that I liked even before he struck the ball, and this might sound a bit silly, but it just shows you that he is up and enthusiastic and aware. He, he gets he get sort of planted, and obviously the defensive line moves out. He gets up and he notices that he's, I'm going to get straight back in the action here. I'm going to get straight back on side and see what, if anything can come off. Yeah, Usually yeah. Be, it'd be so, it'd be not understandable, but you would see players just lying there and then being lazy coming back and getting flagged. So I love that he just got straight back into the action and then I just trying to impose himself in the game in effect in any way that he can. Obviously, Tavernier, assist of the season with the eyes in the back of his head, <laughs> whipping, it, whipping it to the back post. And uh, I just, a great bit of technique. It just shows the confidence in the boy as well, which is, I, in fact, I'm, I'm nicking that from him. He said that in his post-match that the, the, the players have all made him feel confident. I love the camaraderie of the squad. I love how the squad were all round about him. I think that gives me um, confidence as well that if he does find himself on the periphery, he'll be happy. I think the first 15 to 18 players all know that they've got massive parts to play. They all look like they're there for the cause. I think that he'll buy into it regardless of what his position in that team will be, um, coming from the bench or coming into the starting 11. Um, it's going to be, it's, I, I love an impact sub, man. I love an impact sub. Like, yeah. if you're yeah. sitting there and you're knackered and you've been chasing the ball for 65 minutes and you see wee Scott Wright, who's lightning coming on, you're like, oh, God, he's peace. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I do love an impact sub. So I think he's, like Andy's saying, he's going to be a very valuable member of the squad in whichever sort of capacity that is. So I don't... Especially, I think, uh, sorry, Cammies, it's at Ibrox, they're going to be sitting. The team are going to be sitting very deep against us. Somebody who has ability and has nous and uh, through the, the goal they scored on Saturday, things like that that you can do instantly is going to be massive, especially at Ibrox when folks are in. Uh, so it's, it's always really good to see a player just doing something instinctually. 
just like yeah. just not, and just doing something brilliant just with instinct when he's not got time to think about it. That was always the thing that was put against Morelos and probably rightly so is that he's an instinctual striker. When he's got time to think about it, he, he thinks too much. And so I always, I always enjoy seeing players just because then that's just sheer talent in it. That's just sheer oh, knowledge of football. So absolutely. Um, uh, it was it was a really really good goal. I'm, I'm pleased that he scored. I'm pleased that he's broke his duck so early on in the season. I know that he nabbed that nabbed on last year. Um, so I I'm, I'm I'm enjoying seeing him. I'm enjoying seeing him a lot. I like the fact that like he just fits into the system as well. Absolutely. Like he does his team out of place at all. Like I think you know even a couple of seasons ago we have like a pair of Hattie's ability go off. You're like oh god like who's gonna wait like, replace him? But the fact that he just like fits in so well, they like, goes for every ball. He's just so like fast, pacey, good with both feet. So whether he'll be a key part this season, I'm not too sure. I think again, I think you know we shouldn't put too much pressure on early on. No. But yeah, if he if he keeps going where he's going, and I have no doubt that he'll become a key player for us in the next couple of seasons, and that 150 grand. From our team will just look like a bargain. It'll just be the next the next big bargain for us since Glenn Kamara. I feel. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. Good. Um, so Tuesday sees something that we've been waiting for for a long time. Um, Champions League qualifiers. Um, so we should say, obviously, we're recording this on on Monday night. So hopefully, if you've got the chance to listen to it, we'll maybe just be kicking off just now. So hopefully, we can. Um, give you some of our wisdom and I'm going to ask each of the podders to to select their team selection for, for the Malmo tie. Um, so, do, 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 do. Dylan. Yes. <laughs> you can you can give me your team selection for Malmo first if you please. Right, so, um, I've done it last already. So, in goals, has to be McGregor. You know, I think McLaughlin is a good goalkeeper but I feel like the difference between him and McGregor is that McGregor's this way, both a world-class save. So he could be potentially been doing nothing for 89 minutes, but then like that last minute, he'll just pull off like a wonder save. Yeah. So McGregor always on my team, first pick. Um, again, defence, no surprises. Barsets, Goldson, I wonder if he's fit, obviously, and then um, Davinia. Yeah. So you know, obviously, I don't think I can't have to explain myself with that one. <laughs> I, think mid- I think midfield is quite interesting because obviously Kamara's uh, suspended, so I know ridiculous. Um, this me. Also, again, you know, I think I would have Davis and Rebo in there just because you know, I think they're good options. Davis can just basically play any day of the week and he'll feel no pressure on his body. Um, a Rebo, again, he's just like capable of like that magical moment again as I was saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well and maybe he'll not perform to his full journey but just feel like that one pass, that one bit of skill, you know, that one shot. Um I think I would actually give a start to Lundstrom just for the fact that he's been getting a few more minutes, the fact that he came on as a sub at the weekend there as well. So yeah. I kind of feel as if he'll maybe like as Gammy says, like Kamara's replacement in that regard. And Again, you know, I think the forward line, I think, can be quite interesting. Obviously, I would have Gent starting, but then there's a question of who you start over, uh, say, Gallo or in, it seems at the moment. Yeah. I feel like if you're going for the high crosses, I feel like in might be more suitable for that. But again, with Sagala, you know, maybe he's more suited to the continental 
uh, game as opposed to, you know, uh, then then behind the ball here in Scotland. Yeah. So again, you know, I think personally, that's a tough one. No, I actually think I might go for Sakala. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the left, um, if Haji is fit, I would start him. Yeah. Just because I think, you know, he's got that more experience than Scott Wright. Um, again, he's got like that skill, that fast, you know, the shot. So, but I wouldn't be opposed to Wright maybe starting ahead of him. But again, it was all depending on if Haji's fit or not for the morning. Andrew Anderson, I'm looking at you throwing yourself back in your chair there. Is his team the same as yours? Identical. And for almost the same reasons. <laughs> I, I, I've even got Haji a fit. I'm the same. <laughs> can't add anything to this. It was exactly the same as I've written down. Exactly the same as I've written down. For the very same reasons. Um, I did... I must admit, I didn't give too much thought between Sakala and it, and I just thought Sakala. Um, yep. Really a good point there with it, and if there's going to be high balls coming in. This goes late as well. Sorry, Andy, like, this goes as oh. well like, on Saturday. We had like, a lot of high crosses in from when you're mm-hmm. So I just kind of saw like, if it in was in the box, you know, this got like, ahead to at least one or two of them, and then could be mm-hmm. like four or five now easily. But yeah, this thing with Sagar, he's just got like that base on him, like the fact that even in the Madrid game, every time he bunt ball up to him, he's always in like the space. He's always like yes. up there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and they'll be playing with a bit a bit of a higher line, so there's chances for going in behind as well. If Kent and Harry yeah. can get the balls round to him and all the rest of it, I can just see that happening. And Aribo, I've even got written down there magic because he can <laughs> produce that wee bit of magic. Yeah. Um just break a defence down through ball and that's it done or he carries on himself because he's a bit of a machine as well he can just keep mm-hmm. going as well you know mm-hmm. as he done on Saturday but just never, never put it in but exactly the same as, as Dylan I can't add it to it my friend Scott <laughs> <laughs> Cammy, you're going to please tell me you're going to have a different team or have these boys nailed it nah nah means it's different aye nah, <laughs> go for it um, same back four same back four back, back four picks itself yep. Um, yep. midfield obviously Steve Davis if he's injured then we've got Andy who can go and fill the void so we're alright there uh, Joe Aribo in the centre as well um, and then I would I would start Lundstrom I think Lundstrom is exactly what we need in um, European games to go box to box uh, front three is where I differ so Ryan Kent obviously he's in Shoe in. Yeah, he's a he's a shoe in. Um, I would go said the Ted up top. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's had an amazing preseason. I think yeah. he's a really good opportunity. I think that if Barisic is back in the team, he'll take advantage of like we're saying the brilliant deliveries for for having Barisic. Um, and the tallest Malmo defender is actually five foot eight. Oh, really? Right, okay. I'm only joking because you imagine if I did that level of research. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think the aerial um, I think the aerial threat at could be um, pretty good. Um, I think that if we're breaking away with the ball, that we need to take advantage of set pieces. This Malmo team, I think, is 14 games into their season. Aye, yeah, okay. I think they're on like a six-game winning streak later. Aye, they're going to be fit. So I think that, again... I'm thinking about my, my impact sub. So their 14 games into their season are going to be fitter than us. Um, so Sakala coming on with half an hour to go, at least you've knocked down a wee bit of their stamina. Do you know what I mean? Sakala goes in, breaks in behind, and there's a bit more space between the goalkeeper and the centre halves um, after hopefully getting wrestled about by Eaton um, for a little bit. So 
I think that I think that um, Itton would be the way to go, and then Sakala uh, coming on to sort of take advantage of the pace out on the right hand side. Hadji, if that, if not, I'd, I'd give Scott Wright a go. I think it's always important um, uh, once a player's made a positive impact to, to give him an opportunity in the next game. Uh, whenever I'm playing football manager, it always works. So, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 obviously, it's obviously the way to go. Um, but I think I think Etten's due an opportunity, and I think he would take advantage of it. Um, he's during pre-season. I, I was really impressed with with him. So we should say that as well on on Tuesday morning, uh, we this Cybrox we um, will be issuing some some really clever tactical analysis that we've managed to get put together by our tactical team including a lot of great work by Patrick Caskey who has joined us for this season a lot of wonderful stuff that, that, that's coming out from him and from the group entirely this year uh, I would urge you to, to have a look at that um, tactical analysis that will come out on, on Tuesday morning a lot of great stuff in there should say guys as well that of course on this morning Monday morning the, the, the draw for the next round has been made and if we are fortunate enough to, to get through the the, the two-legged tie with Malmo, which I think there's rightfully a confidence there. Um, we have the possibility of Olympiakos or Ludogorets. Dylan, um, I think it's safe to say there's there's no easy ties at this level. If we want to progress to the group stage of the Champions League, we have to be prepared to play difficult games and difficult ties. Maybe be a wee bit stuffy, but ultimately beat these sort of teams to get into these group stages. It's a kind draw, I would argue. Yeah, probably. I mean, I mean, the other teams. I'm trying to remember what other teams were. So you know, you have like uh, RB Leipzig, I think. Yep, they were in there. Zagreb were in there as well, weren't they? Dinamo Zagreb. Yeah, 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 Dinamo Zagreb. And this big Dinamo Zagreb. Yeah, Dinamo Zagreb. Yeah, Dinamo Zagreb. Yeah, yeah, as you say, we've got to prepare ourselves to play against higher, you know, opposition than we're used to. Again, Olympiacos, Ludogorets. I mean, again, quality teams, and especially if you go away there, it's just going to be a hostile environment. Yeah. But again, you know, look at the results you have over the seasons. You know, Porto, Galatasaray. Um, you know, those sort of teams. So I think we do have it within us to. A wee step up to the challenge, yeah. Because I think the main thing for me this season is getting a Champions League, hundred percent. Just so that we could have like that extra revenue and hopefully that can make buy buy us like a another couple of signings. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think I'm again I'm quite confident for my own games, um, Dutchwood, but uh, yeah, I think you know definitely a game draw. I would say. Cammy, the importance of maybe getting through the, the Malmo tie in the first instance is is obviously paramount. There's there's no two ways about that. Um but I think Dylan's absolutely nailed it. If we're lucky enough to get to the, the group stages after being away for so long, um and I have to say having three seasons of really impressive performances in Europe, I think we can go into the European ties relatively confident. I think we can go into these and look to win the games. Absolutely, what I, and what I feel, and I think it, it shouldn't be lost on, is that four years ago we got papped out by Progress Nikakon, and now we're sitting here going to Olympiacos. <laughs> I think I think it's, it should it should always be remembered just how far um, the club has come and how much it's changed, and how much we're thankful to this coaching staff for 
um, restoring a bit of respectability back to the club after embarrassing nights like that and many others. But yeah, it's I think in terms of getting into the Champions League, if you with all due respect, if you're not beating teams like Malmo, then you don't deserve to be there. I know that obviously the age old argument and rightly so of we won our league, so we should be in the Champions League. But um, uh, in terms That's of came, isn't it? yeah, <laughs> in terms of qualifying, um, at the end of the day, if you could, if you had, you had a list of teams at the start, yet then this wouldn't be far from hand picking your your route, really. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Don't beat Malmo or Olympiacos or Ludogorets, then you don't deserve to be there. So you would just need to. You just need to accept it. So I'm confident. I'm confident. Um, I'm confident for um, tomorrow and at Ibrox with regards to Malmo. Um, and yeah, Olympiacos or Ludogorets don't don't worry me. Don't concern me. Andrew, let's get a prediction for leg one across in Sweden. Then, my friend, you go first. Rangers two 0 Rangers two 0 I like the sound of that. Dylan. Oh, that'd be quite a tough one, isn't it? Eh. Uh... You know what, I'll be happy with a one now. Yeah. Cami? I fancy one, two Rangers. When that, that's what I was going to say. I, I think we'll score a couple over there. And mm. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not... Do you know, I think it's the first time in a long time that I you can go into a new season with the same confidence in the back line as what you did this season. Because we've not lost anyone. We've not lost anyone in that back four. And they were so resilient. They were so good last year. So I think we can quite justifiably go in here and think, you know what I mean? I know we're playing at Champions League sort of qualifiers, but are Malmo any better than what your Benfica's were, your final were, do you know what I mean? Braga, etc. you know what I mean? We gave great accounts of ourselves against them's teams, so I, I think we can quite rightly um, go into these ties where, where a good bit of confidence. Listen, I should say, as I say, it's the first one of the season. Later on, guys, they they will be putting out our our preview pod for our listeners and our viewers. Graham Falk is joined by Patrick Caskey and Hugh Niblo for the preview pod that will go out later in the week prior to Dundee United game at the weekend. All of our stuff remains on all of our social media network. You can get us online, a brand new flashy website, which I have to say is the work of Thomas McIntyre and it looks really, really good um, across at www.thisibrox.co.uk. get us across all the socials twitter we're on instagram all the other places as well if you are to view us on youtube please be sure to subscribe and 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 like everything we do if you want to leave some constructive criticism by all means feel free to do that as well as i'm sure many of you will (laughs) um guys welcome to the team cami i thoroughly enjoyed having you on thanks for joining us mate well done no thank you very much mate pleasure to be here i loved your stuff before and i really really happy to be part of the team hopefully it's going to be a successful season have lots of positive stuff to talk about Top man. Dylan, we're looking forward to 56 this year, I think, my friend, aren't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm looking forward to, looking forward to the end of season party on this board. You're right, my friend. <laughs> thanks for coming on. And, and Andrew, thanks again for joining us. Um, first of many. So we, we know what we're, we're in for this year. That's gonna, It's going to be busy for the group itself, but we look forward to it. And we're, we're going to continue talking about all the things that we love, Rangers. It's going to be a special, special season. I'm quite sure of it, guys. Get your boots looked out, Andy, just in case, mate. <laughs> Get a dub in it. (laughs) So we'll do it all again next week. Don't forget, join Graham, Patrick, and Hugh for the preview pod a little later on. Good luck to Rangers on Tuesday against Malmo, and we'll do it all again next week. Thank you. Bye bye.